Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Cologne's podcast, and today we have a special guest speaker who just wrote his first children's book, and this is Malik Aduni. Say hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> so, um, and I, we are very fortunate. We are over at KFS School in Fisherman's Wharf, and he just read the book to our students here, and the kids loved it. So do you want to talk about your title? Sure. Uh, my book's called Malik's Magic African Alphabet Hat. Uh, I wrote the book with my mother. Uh, the illustrations were also done by uh, Rashad Malik Davis, uh, art, the illustrator that I was connected with, uh, who uh, really helped bring this vision to life. Uh, the story is about uh, in honor of my father. So when my dad was alive, I used to buy him hats in different countries, and when he passed away, I buried those hats in different places. Uh, that was 17 years ago. And Wait, you you buried them? I did. Yeah. yeah. You, can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, so I used to travel for a bunch of big DJ artists. I was Avicii's tour manager. I worked with Bob Moses, Nora Pure. I also worked with Grace and Chance. So just different artists in different uh, music genres. But when I got the opportunity to travel with these artists, uh, I've always been a person who's passionate about travel. That was one thing that my dad instilled in me. So what I would do is bring him back a gift. Like for my sister, I'd bring her keychains, and for my dad, I used to bring him back hats. Uh, when he passed, uh, I decided to bury the hats in several different countries. So I buried it in England, I buried it in Spain, I buried it in South Africa, and I buried it in Australia. So wow. I was inspired to write a children's book because uh, travels completely changed my life, but I felt that the story about burying hats was a little too sad. So uh, this story is actually... Uh, emphasis on Africa. I got to live in Cape Town, South Africa, and uh, living in Africa was great just because, you know, it's such a vast culture. Uh, you know, one of the things I want to teach people that Africa is a continent, not a country. So uh, having that opportunity to inspire me to be able to write this book with my mother, uh, which is another high point to it, is that she uh, initially did not want to work on the children's book with me because of the, it dealing with my father. And it's kind of hard, to, you know, sort of like every day the band-aids were being ripped off about thinking about him. Uh, however, actually it was Thanksgiving seven years ago where she decided to help write it, and uh, we've been able to put this book together, and now it's here, and I'm glad to share it with you all. So I remember you were talking about your mom not wanting to write it, and then when she, when you guys actually did, she was just completely... Loved every second of it. Yeah. Like, and was like... Yeah, she... She, <laughs> and she, she, she was surprised. <laughs> yeah, I think the process is, is that, you know, she... Uh, Literally before, I was like, can I get some help? No. And now it's like <laughs> I get five, ten calls a day. She wants to have writer's rooms. Actually, we have a call today uh, to discuss her second children's book, which we're already finishing up. But uh, it's just amazing to be able to work with uh, her. And she's 84 years old, so to be able to work with her and with technology, and obviously it's not easy for most people, but she, she's getting her hang around it. She knows how to do Google Docs. And, <laughs> you know, I think for me it's just more or less it's just... Just having the book finished is something that's an accomplishment in itself. For me to be able to actually bring my dad's, uh, to, to create a legacy for my father with my mother is something that's very important to me. Right. And so do you, there is a picture of you and your mother in the book. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, there's a picture And of that. I, I love that right there. Yeah. And it says, our responsibi responsibility in life is to continue to live, love, and experience all that the world and life have to offer us in honor and in the memory of the ones who can no longer live for themselves. That is beautiful. Thank you. And when you read that to the kids, I mean, the kids were like, aw. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the whole thing is that unfortunately I have lost a lot of people in my life. And I feel that everything that I do with my travel or anything I can do just in life, I want to honor them. Because I think that, you know, after what's happened in 2020 with the pandemic is that 
I learned a lot that you need to just learn that every day is precious and that, you know, you're going to have difference of opinions with people. But as long as you don't hurt anybody is my whole thing. I think we all need to just understand is that we need to embrace humanity and lead with kindness because it's something that's important for all of us to learn. Yes, I think kindness is something that I think has been um, lost a little bit lately. And, you know, I love the... Um, you coming in and reading. Can you do you want to read like one or two pages on this? Because I think this sure. would be great for the listeners to, you know, experience, you know, a little bit of it and then. Sure. Yeah. Okay. One day Malik's dad Abdullah promised that they'll travel to see landmarks and places and do things in African countries from A to Z. Right. But sadly, his dad died before they got to go and before giving Malik a lesson on travel that he wanted to know. One night, while missing his dad, Malik sheds a tiny tear, when suddenly he hears his dad's deep-down voice saying, Son, I'm right here. He also said, The reason why I'm here and what I hope to do is talk about traveling to Africa so I can keep my promise to you. Except you're going alone, he continues telling him that. You'll travel there with my gift of an African alphabet hat. I'll take you to an African country A, and landmarks there you'll see. Then the hat's letter will change, and poof, you'll go on to a country, African country B. So it goes uh, through where I, I'm very uh, skeptical that this hat's going to make me travel. <laughs> and I put the hat on my head, and next thing you know, I'm flying, flying across the ocean. <laughs> and the first country I end up is in Angola. And so, yeah, it goes from uh, Angola down to Zambia. And, uh, yeah, it's just been really great. My illustrator did such a great job in regards to bringing our vision to life. I was able to honor Diana Ross in the book as well because uh, I'm a big fan of Diana Ross and uh, Nelson Mandela is also, I'm a big fan of him. So to be able to like look at these memories of this first concert that was taken for the Nelson Mandela charity, to have that in the book is something that's inspiring for me. Along with just uh, different little Easter eggs. I like kind of putting different things in there like that you'll have to find. Uh, My whole education of growing up (laughs) is in the book. And, uh, yeah, even my best friend, Karen, in South Africa, she's in the book, and we're hanging out, watching a football game. Aww. So, the the colors are very vibrant. Thank you, yeah. It, it pulls you in where it's like, okay, you're, you feel like you're, you're there. How long did it take you to write the book? Uh, well, I would say, overall, the whole process has been 17 years, but I would say this particular book... 17 was, years? Yeah, so it kept going back and forth. Actually, the second book is the first book. Uh, which I look forward to sharing with you, too. It's actually, I'm a teacher, and I have 26 kids, and I help uh, with their problems. That's the second book. But the first book, uh, I would say probably the last four years, but one of the things that happened in 2020, I think for, well, at least for me, and I think a lot of people, is that when it became 2020, it's one of those years where you're just like, you're so excited that you feel like a new change is coming. Same thing happened with 1999 and 2000. And so in January, my mother said, okay, we're going to get this book done. I want to make sure that, like, you know, let's get the illustrator. And she wrote a letter. I read the letter on January 21st, 2020. We got in touch with Prashad Malik Davis. And from there, it just started to work. We already started the process. And then, you know, uh, with the pandemic, I was in Spain. Spain got shut down when I left. London got shut down after that when I was there. And then in March, my birthday is March 15th, where I feel like the world got shut down. So it's one of the things that we consider a silver lining of COVID. That right. we took the opportunity uh, since I had been traveling the year before, I had went to I did 86 shows with Grace and Chance. So I was traveling around the world. I went to a lot. China. I went to England. I went to. We did a show in uh, Jakarta. I mean, literally, we just did a bunch of different shows everywhere. Actually, it wasn't Jakarta. It was. Uh, can't remember right now because it was so long ago. It was Indonesia. I apologize, but just being there and actually just in that Muslim country and seeing 
1,500 young teenagers listening to Grayson's music was such an experience for me, too, because, you know, they were all in their burkas. Uh, Grayson, uh, he's gay, and he's very out and wants to talk to people about just uh, making sure that we're all together, no matter what your sexual uh, situation is or whatever, or, or whatever uh, race or everything, is that at the end of the day, we just really need to embrace humanity, because I feel that that's something important for us to learn. So, as you finish with the book and you're, you know, going around and talking about it, what would you want people to get out of it? What would be your envision that when a child reads this book, what do you yeah. hope that they receive? A couple things, actually, because um, when I was first, like, I've talked to so many different publishing companies that said no. I talked to a bunch of agents to say no. So anybody who's looking at doing a book, just be prepared for a lot of no's. <laughs> Uh, but the whole thing about it, the yes in me made me look and find a hybrid publishing company. We're working with Mascot Books. And, uh, yeah, first it was going to make 1,000 copies, then ended up being 2,000 copies, and right now we're making, we made 3,000 copies. And it's only been out a month, and we were uh, number one uh, new releases for children's books about Africa, number 17 for children's books. And in a month we've already sold half the books. And for me, I just really would like to just... My friends ask me, so what's the age demographic? And I say, well, it depends because some of my, like between four and eight years old, I say that because I have some friends' kids who are reading Harry Potter at four and five years old, and I have other kids that are still having problems reading at seven and eight. I was actually a late reader growing up myself, uh, but I think the whole thing is that by the marriage of what my mom and I wrote together, she's a natural poet. I did most of the research for the places and added the Easter eggs, but, you know, credit <laughs> needs to go where credit's due, is that she, her poetry is something that's always been something that she's put in our lives to make sure that we have that. And I would say is that, in terms of the topics, is that, you know, the first thing it teaches people that Africa is a continent, not a country, mm-hmm. that there are so many different places to go, different languages and <clears throat> different things that the, the continent has. Along with that, uh, it also deals with something that's very... Uh, a lot of people don't talk about, which is unfortunately that, that is death, and uh, regards especially with the parents. So you know, like Disney films, like if you watch, you know, Bambi, Sleeping Beauty, or Lion King, or Lion King, you know, Simba, <laughs> you know, there's the there there is death that is involved. But however, when it's connected with a human, it kind of changes the topic a bit. Uh, I had my, one of my friends text me and ask me how my father passed away, and it was actually interesting because three years before he passed, he had a heart attack, and I was living in Sweden. And I came back to the States because, you know, I I was really worried about making sure he's going to be okay. And he told me when I got home, he's actually fine. He said, you know what, you still need to leave your life. And that really made me go, yes, but you might not be here. And he said, well, you still need to leave your life and live your life. And what that did is it opened me up to be able to have the conversations with him of things I didn't know. Because I think the whole thing when we lose a parent or someone that's close to you, it's all the things that you wanted to know about that person. And I always tell my friends that have parents that are older is that, you know, uh, with technology, it would be nice if you uh, don't have kids yet and you're planning to have kids in the future. Maybe there's a, a, a storybook that you loved growing up that you had your parent read that could be on video so then you could play that for your child or just have it for yourself because I think that's the one thing that um, my brother has a button with my dad's voice on it and I went over to his house in Texas and uh, this is about five years ago and I remember opening up the card and I was hearing my dad's voice and it just felt like he was in the room. Right. And it really just, but the whole thing, he's always here. The energy that is given to us is never going to go away. And that's the reason why what I wrote about living in your hearts is that because they're part of you. They're part of this journey that we're on. We're all a part of this whole 
journey of life together. And it's just about figuring out how we can help each other collectively is what I'd like to do. Right. So I lost a parent and, um, <laughs> the podcast always talks about Lola, so you can see her in the background yeah. and you'll hear it. Yeah. Um, I've lost a parent, and one of the things that I noticed, especially after, I, I don't know if you experienced this too, but I lost a lot of friends too at the time because nobody knows how to talk about grief. Right. Nobody knows how to... It's almost like, well, I don't know what to say, so I'm not going to say anything. And then you're, it's that person that's like, I need the support. And what I tell people is like, if you don't know, say, I don't know, like, what do you need? And it's really nice just to open the door to have that conversation right. to say, you know, this is a top, this is a hard topic. And I think it's a great topic to start for when you're young. Right. People, you know, people, parents are, do, you know, pass and, and uh, there's no age at any age. And I think to be able to have that conversation is really important. And I love that you kept the, his, your dad's story alive. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing I tell the, like my friend's five-year-old, uh, niece was asking she's like well how did he pass and actually he just went to sleep uh, my mom is going to Europe my sister is going to Europe and I happened to be in LA at the time and I think he just decided that he didn't want us to all be gone and him be by at, at home he just wanted to just kind of he was ready to go and uh, you know it's one of the things that some people don't understand but it also was just that's, if that's the way you're going to go out, I think that's the way people would like to go is to sleep. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So where can we, Where if you're, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to read this book, so where can they find it? Uh, for more information, you can go to uh, maliksmagichat.com. That's www.maliksmagichat.com. Uh, if it's for international pur- uh, purchases, you can look at Malik's Magic African Alphabet hat online. Uh, it can be purchased through Mascot Books and also can be purchased through Amazon. So I just want to say thank you for having me on, on this podcast. And uh, it was just a really nice moment to have to be able to, to read to the kids and get their feedback and their excitement. That's the one thing that I've always wanted to do is uh, this was my first reading today. Oh really? It was. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it was my first reading today. Oh, and yeah. I've been co- I've been calling you for months. I'm like, are you coming? When are you no, coming? No, <laughs> it's been my first reading. Actually, I just did a tour. I was in uh, eight cities in twelve days, and I just decided that this week uh, before the holidays is just to really uh, take the time and and have the opportunity to come read the, with the students with you and see you is much appreciated. So I appreciate that. Well, they loved it. Oh, so thank and thank you so much for coming. And yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the second book. I better be the first reading too. Yeah, you will. Okay, okay. I'll be. I'll be. All the kids will be. They'll be super excited. No, I'm very just excited to just like I said, it's just um, being able to tell my story has been great. So I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Lola's been trying to get into the kitchen trash, so I've been chewing for other. Okay, thank you for letting me know. So th- th- this podcast doesn't do anything without Lola in there because Lola's always in the background well, barking. Well, <laughs> puppies make me happy. I love puppies, and uh, she's 11. Oh, really? Yeah, but she had. She you know, you would think that she was a puppy. Yeah. Well, I could see she's beautiful. beautiful. She, but when it's food, she's like all over it. Oh, she's all over me. I saw that. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, I can't wait for the second book. Well, thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you, honey.